Welcome. This is Neil Grant again, author of the book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, Practical, Real Life, and Holistic Advice for the Graduate Transitioning into Adulthood. My paperback is for sale on my website, newgradadvice.com. Also, the ebook and paperback are for sale on Amazon and other book retailers. My last podcast discussed a successful Christian marriage, which provided some thoughts on my marriage and other advice from my research. Today, I'm going to talk about spiritual gifts. What are they? What aren't they not? And how to determine which spiritual gifts you might have received when you were saved. God provides each believer with at least one special talent as described in the Bible, and it is up to us to use these spiritual gifts to bring glory to God. You as a believer may think you do not have any special or spiritual gifts, but the Holy Spirit has endowed you with at least one. And this podcast will help you identify it, or them, and how you can best use it in your daily Christian walk. So first off, let's talk about what is a spiritual gift. It is a special divine empowerment bestowed on each believer by the Holy Spirit to accomplish a given ministry in God's way, according to his grace and discernment. All we have is from God. So in that sense, talents or natural abilities, whatever they might be, are all gifts from God. Whether spiritual or natural gifts, we should use them for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 As faithful stewards of that which he has given us. God has given everyone in his family at least one spiritual gift, and we all have the responsibility to use our gifts. You don't have a choice of which gift you receive, only how you use it. So how does a spiritual gift relate to our responsibilities? Do not confuse spiritual gifts with the Christian's role or responsibility. For example, all Christians have been given the responsibility to tithe and donating to the church, reach out to others with the gospel. Yet God has given the gift of giving, which allows some people to give far beyond their tithe. Plus, the gift of evangelism allows some to influence far more people with the gospel than those without the gift. The danger comes when Christians use the lack of these two specific gifts to neglect our responsibility to tithe or to evangelize. So what's the difference between a spiritual gift and a natural ability? Scripture appears to set apart spiritual gifts as something different from talents or natural abilities. Talents are natural abilities that seem to be hereditary or have been learned through conditioning from the environment in which we live or through training we've received. Spiritual gifts, on the other hand, are an empowerment of supernatural origin not a result of genetics or training or conditioning. Three, paint, three points about this. One, a talent is the result of genetics or their training, while a spiritual gift is the result of the power of the Holy Spirit. Two, a talent can be possessed by anyone, Christian or non-Christian, while spiritual gifts are only possessed by Christian. Three, while both talents and spiritual gifts should be used for God's glory and to minister to others, Spiritual gifts are focused on these tasks, while talents can be used entirely for non-spiritual purposes. What's the difference between spiritual gifts and the fruits of the Spirit? Galatians 5, 23 tells us about the fruit of the Spirit, which are behavior patterns that result from the presence of the Holy Spirit in the believer. 
The fruits are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Jesus says in John 15, 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. While we should eagerly desire the greater gifts so that we can build up the church body, we should be most concerned that we walk in the love of God. It's essential to clearly understand the fundamental difference between the two expressions. Fruit is the natural result of an inner principle of life brought forth through a, through a process of spiritual growth. Faith requires time to develop and comes to perfection with the help of many external factors, light, water, sun, etc. In comparison, gifts can come through the liberal actions of a giver. They are usually found in a completed condition, even though their use can be made more perfect through the recipient in the course of time. For example, when someone gives you a camera as a gift, fruit comes gradually from inside, whereas gifts come all at once from an outward source. The spiritual gifts are for our service to God, while the fruits of the Spirit have to do with our personal character and our becoming like God. The development of Christian character and Christ-like attributes in our lives should always take precedent over our display of some spiritual ability. The trouble with the Corinthian church was not that they came short in their spiritual gifts, but they came short in their spiritual fruit. While the fruit of the Spirit is love, they were envying. While the Spirit gives temperance, they had strife. Through the Spirit, though the Spirit gives peace, they had divisions. All Christians are capable of discovering their spiritual gifts, but the mature and obedient Christians are the ones who will display the special evidence of Christ-likeness, the fruit of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are the ways in which God empowers a believer through the Holy Spirit to carry out ministry. The greatest thing of all is the increasing resemblance with Christ, and it is a grave error to think that gifts could take place, the place of fruit. What's the purpose of a gift, and why should I use mine? When properly exercised, spiritual gifts will contribute to the overall health and growth of the church. Note, spiritual gifting is not for personal benefit or special gain. Rather, the gifts are for the benefit of the body of Christ. So what are they and how can I use them? Spiritual gifts are shown in four different chapters of the Bible. Romans 12, which has seven of them. 1 Corinthians 12 has 12 of them. Ephesians 4 talks about four of them. And lastly, 1 Peter 4 talks about two of them. There are 19 different spiritual gifts in total. Interestingly, some of them are repeated, which shows the importance of them. The most repeated one, and it appears in every one of these books of the Bible, is teaching. And that just shows God shows us how, how God thinks how important teaching is. Prophecy, service, and apostleship are you all used twice. The following is a short description of each of the spiritual gifts stated in the Bible. Administration. This is the divine strength or ability to organize multiple tasks and groups of people to accomplish these tasks, and it's used in Christian education, staffing, staff support. Apostleship, to pioneer new churches and ministries through planting, overseeing, and training. This is used in outreach and visionary efforts, 
taken on by the church. Discernment, to spiritually identify falsehood, to distinguish between right and wrong motives, and the spiritual forces at work in situations. These are used in discernment, prayer, staffing, staff support. Evangelism, to help non-Christians take the necessary steps to becoming a born-again Christian. These are used in outreach and missions. Exhortation, to strengthen, comfort, or urge others to action through written or spoken word and biblical truth. This is used in benevolence and caring, counseling, shepherding. And when I talk about accountability, this is a good one where you take on exhortation principles to help your fellow believer and your good friend. Faith, to believe in God for unseen supernatural results in every arena of life, such as in prayer. Giving, to give over and above regular tithes and offerings for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God on earth. This is used in benevolence, caring, as well as in worship. Healing, to act as an intermediary in faith, prayer, and by the laying on of hands for the healing of the physical, mental, and spiritual sickness in others, used in counseling and prayer. Helps, to work in a supportive role for the accomplishment of tasks in Christian ministry, with the ability to often see the need before others do. This is used in clerical work, communications, or support staff. Knowledge, to bring truth to a situation by supernatural revelation. This is often accomplished by a word from God, basically used in Christian education as well as support and teaching. Leadership, to influence others at their level while directing and focusing them on the big picture, vision, and idea. This is used in Christian missionaries, in Christian education, as well as administration of the church. Mercy, to feel empathy and to care for those who are hurting in any way basically used in the benevolence area. Miracles, to alter the natural outcomes of life in a supernatural way through prayer, faith, and divine direction. And this is basically used in the prayer. Pastor and shepherd, to care for the personal needs of others by nurturing and mending life issues, such as used in staffing, uh, as well as in shepherding. Prophecy, to communicate God's truth and heart in a way that calls people to the right relationship with God, used in outreach as well as speaking. Service, to do small or great tasks in working for the overall good of the body of Christ. This is used in benevolence, caring, a lot of other areas, clerical, communication, hospitality. Service can be such a wide range. Teaching, to study and learn from the scriptures, primarily to bring understanding and depth to other Christians used in Christian education, teaching, and worship. Tongues and interpretation, to pray in a heavenly language to encourage your spirit and to commune with God. The gift of tongues is often accompanied by interpretation and should be used appropriately. This can be understood in the context of languages and interpretation used in teaching and outreach. Wisdom, the last one, to understand and to bring clarity to situations and circumstances, often through applying the truths of Scripture in a practical way, used in Christian education. How can you discover what your spiritual gifts are? One of the best ways of discerning your spiritual gifts 
is to get involved in a variety of ministry experiences. As you explore the different ministry areas, you will soon discover if you are gifted for those ministries. Look for those ministries in which you feel you the most fulfilled and the most effective and areas where you can affirm your abilities. So here are 10 basic truths about spiritual gifts. One, only believers have spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12. Two, every Christian has at least one gift, 1 Peter 4. Gifts are for the common good, 1 Corinthians 12. The Holy Spirit decides what gifts I get, 1 Corinthians 12. Each gift is important in the body, again, 1 Corinthians 12. No one receives all the gifts, and no single gift is given to everyone. Number eight, lack of love renders the gift ineffective, and all of these are 1 Corinthians 12. We must faithfully use it, 1 Timothy 4. And finally, using my gift will cause me and the church to grow, Ephesians 4. So what's the takeaway message here? The fruit of the Spirit enables you to show others the character of Christ, while your spiritual gifts enable you to show the power of Christ. Our character matters more than everything. We will be judged by the fruit we bear, that's our character, not the volume of our gifts. It is possible to have many of the spiritual gifts for service and not yet produce fruit due to our character. What we do with our gifts and what we are with our character must go together. We want the beautiful balance of gifts, the power of Christ, and fruit, the character of Christ in us. Well, I hope this has been helpful to all of you in making Christianity more meaningful and understanding of this idea of spiritual gifts. It's important to stay close to God and seek his direction, obey his commands, and use your spiritual gifts. My next uh, podcast is uh, intriguing, namely prayer. I've met many Christians who say they don't know how to pray and if there is any real value in doing so. So please listen to the next podcast to learn more on this very important topic. Well, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please visit my website, newgradadvice.com, for more information about the book, podcasts, and any services you may have an interest in. So bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.